Good morning. <coughs> Good morning. <laughs> I need coffee. I need more. Wait, no, I have coffee. Keen, yeah. thank you for the coffee. You're welcome. Wait, uh, wait, I have coffee. I need more methamphetamines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, wait, there's a, there's a bottle of Stoli in the free. Ah, oh, shit. That's <laughs> uh, after six somewhere. Anyway, uh, welcome to another conversation in the uh, Dissect Podcast studio. Uh, this is Mark. Michael is here with me. Keegan is here with me today. And... I uh, I had a really really I want to talk about physical training. Finally. <laughs> I'm finally here. I want to talk about li- not lifting. Do you want to start shit. with the bench press? Yeah. <laughs> Decline. Bench when, press. when was the last time you no, did no. bench press? We have all oh, of fuck. I did yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's but that's you. <laughs> you have a chest and shoulders and shit. <laughs> I, got, I got none of that. <laughs> I would say that uh, I've been suggesting that Keegan go through quite a bit of things that he probably doesn't normally associate himself with long efforts bicycling are you going to do the opposite for you <laughs> no but we we decided the other day to do a little bit of like machine bodybuilding at our at our excel oh, gym yeah nice you know get some like some, isolation type oh yeah, yeah buys like, and tries some lap pull downs all whole, machines i did, did behind did, the neck lap pull downs did you do sevens we, we nah, did seven reps, seven really second holds, seven it. sets. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, those only work for partial, partial bicep curls. Or like, oh, I was thinking 21s. 20, we should yeah, have yeah, done yeah. 21s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but Which is I did see the three sets of three. Fuck, tell me. So like, Cl- yeah, drop some knowledge. Seven on me. bottom. <laughs> set for bicep curls. Right, right, right. Like seven, seven half reps yeah. from like straight arm to 90 degrees. Yeah. Then seven reps, 90 degrees to... To whatever to top can, yeah to top not yeah. 180 because i broke <laughs> and, my elbow <laughs> and, then and then seven full range of motion full range yeah. of motion yeah. ones you could just do 21 full ranges though right you could okay but that's not magic <laughs> no it's not magic yeah that's that's not great. what i read in arnold's bodybuilding encyclopedia 20 years ago okay so, it doesn't well, sound as cool either you know it sure <laughs> yeah. as fuck doesn't yeah yeah what is that uh <laughs> three sets of 21 Ouch. No prime, not a prime number in sight. S- no. Fuck's sake. So I've, well, I've, I've seen <laughs> sevens, uh, however, Keegan's spirit waning a little bit in the past on the bike. You know, it gets old, I think. But so then somebody I called saw- you out on your low no sock game on the Magilla Gorilla on a bike photo. Oh yeah, did they? Yeah, nice. yeah. That, that was that was that was exactly why you couldn't produce as much power because <laughs> you're not respecting the fucking sock game. <laughs> so I only have one pair. <laughs> of correct height socks okay. that are thin enough to go in those shoes. Um, and I had used them the day before. Oh, shoot. And okay. I didn't want tan lines. <laughs> Guess who has those yeah. tan lines? Yeah. Well, I got them up on the upper thigh. I'm okay. But that's a fucking weird one. The one down there where where even when you're wearing flip-flops, it looks like you're wearing socks. <laughs> like pale white. And I'm white enough for that to matter. Socks, yeah. <laughs> so after all this spirit breaking for, for Keegan, um, I saw his eyes illuminate in joy. Like the expression of pure bliss. Like he had just tasted an Ashunga 
mushroom <laughs> drink for the first time and levitated when he put the pin on the on the uh, cable machine on the very bottom and he <laughs> repped out tricep extensions and his face lit up and he's like i still got it <laughs> oh that is it's the little things uh-huh. yeah little that's things. that's actually pretty beautiful <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. You guys, you guys have a photographic record of this. Uh, this we do bodybuilding. Not, uh, you don't. No. Well, fuck. We didn't want people. It's to all know hearsay. Then. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, hence, let's talk yeah. about it. Do you know what we could do though? We were at Excel, and I can tell you for a fact that there's at least nine Instagram stars there. So if we just go through all of them, there's probably You're a in video. The background. We're in the background oh, somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Because yeah. somebody was bending over taking a picture of it some, somewhere. We'll be between somebody's legs in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I hope. Or you'll be, you, you know, you'll be doing the overhead press. It'll look like you're pressing up on that <laughs> butt cheek. <laughs> but you're further back because you're like, You'll just look like Lilliputians. Yeah, people. Oh, well, ass will be I have at least four videos on butt plugs Instagram where I'm in the back, in the yeah. background. Do you tag yourself? Around. Oh my god, I should. <laughs> oh Jesus, because that way people will be able to find out what butt plugs handle is, and they can go like. That would be an amazing you know, way to get it do up it. to one point six million. There's <laughs> yeah, one right. where me and Aaron are. She's doing. I mean, an RDL of sun variation with probably a band around her legs and probably an inconsequential amount of weight. And we're walking. You're not past, talking about Aaron. You're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah butt, uh, plug. butt plug. Yeah, but Aaron and I were walking past her, like trying to figure out what she was doing, and it showed up in her video is us like scowling the <laughs> fuck at her. It was I like, can see that. It was pretty good, and we didn't see it. Somebody sent it to us and was like, "What the fuck, guys? You guys must really not like this person." And I was like. I just don't like that exercise. I couldn't comment on the personality of the individual. <laughs> it's overflowing, though. It is. So all this fitness talk. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> well, I go back to the sock thing. You know, you said you'd used your socks the day before. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, I had a little training camp last week. I was doing laundry every night, so I could have clean stuff so that, you know, the tan lines oh, see, I was were not all over the place. You had to keep them consistent. Yeah. I was yeah, looking for an excuse right. not to go, so... I was trying to run out of clothing. I, I don't have. <laughs> See, I got to teach you something about these training camps, it, Mark. I, you know, I did. I didn't know uh, that particular. That, well, since Coach was staying in the front room, <laughs> passive aggressive Coach was in the front room. He was aggressively his, staying in my house as a passive aggressive. Had coach. his had his yogurt and granola in my fridge. Oh, it's hard to get away with. Just man. Like, yeah. So anyway, um, I've never, you know, I like Joe. I like, I like the Joe Holmes. I like Joe Holmes dot guru. I like, you know, passive aggressive coach. I was pretty fucking happy to see him leave. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to wait for that. I was like, I yeah. used to. Like, yeah. The other shoe's going to drop. Dude, when? It, it, I, I just, you know, he had his own rental car. Unfortunately, I could you know, so I, all I, I, I couldn't like deliver him to the airport in my car and just like fucking kick him out with his bike and all that stuff and just and do say, a rolling good pass. luck and like get out, get out, go. Fucking chirp all four as I'm leaving. <laughs> just because, man, I was. Don't ever come back to Salt Lake. Call me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they, I had to go to training camp for the training camp, and then do the actual training camp, and then, I, then re- 
then yeah I wow feel, i feel like why he is the passive aggressive coach is because he can be an instigator to some very specific things but no one seems to poke at all the shit that he doesn't want to do oh no you know full full, full free pass for for him for it, sure yeah but dude, come on the dude's fucking broken uh, yeah but that's why he's broken because because he hit the deck going sixty kilometers an hour and it shattered his hip and didn't fix it properly. <laughs> well, <laughs> had it had it fixed for free in Spain, but ah. you know. But then there was the other accident. Oh where, right, right. That album where, was fucking the, terrible. The, oh <laughs> god, yeah. So a couple accidents in a row, you know, and and uh, um, actually he does. You know, I, I I watched him. He he rehabs. You know, uh, more aggressively than. Like he was in the front room, I watched it all go down. Oh, I had, oh, to, yeah, I had yeah, to charge yeah, the Compex while he was there. Oh, oh I mean, it never gets used anymore because all it does, <laughs> like Selena, she just goes, she just falls asleep. She'll put it on some muscle somewhere, like in <laughs> glutes or what. She just falls asleep. <laughs> just, I, yeah, <laughs> she, she put it on your neck. I'm just like, that's that's not meant to be like a sleep aid. <laughs> but within five minutes of putting the Compex on, she's, she's out. out. Yeah, and so. Uh, yeah, but there was like a, we had the car buffer out. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, uh, it was full on recovery, full mode. on recovery. You know, the little thing with the, the, the thing with the, the rollerblade wheels and oh, the yeah, big yeah. spring that yeah, thing like got that. like a ton of use. Where did you buy one of those by the way? Cause I actually really like that. Uh, Selena got it. And then Joe tried, was looking for one thinking that they should be, you know, should cost like whatever he was willing to pay. No, they're $500. Yeah. They're yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty damn expensive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not quite five, but they were. It was They're over a hundred bucks. Oh, for sure. For, and uh, and I don't you know. Could if you could get a set of rollerblades for that, <laughs> but then you'd have a set of rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so, that, no. So the, that, correctly, that thing, then you would have an activity to make Joe do next time he's here. <laughs> uh, he'd, he'd hit the deck again. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but he could wear his bike kit and look, you know, like total pro you know, rollerblade competitor from the fucking nineties. <laughs> well, he has to wear his and, bike kit and then a pair of jean cutoff shorts over the top of that bike kit. And he need those like wrist guards. Oh yeah. 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 We don't want for, him to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. For we sure. just want him to make, make him look real stupid for a long period of time. <laughs> Knee pads. You hear that Joe Holmes. Hard when show. you come back to Salt Lake, we're getting rollerblades. <laughs> and the foam roller got a bunch of use. There was, uh, <laughs> um, some other, and, and and he would activate with you know before we'd go riding with these elastic bands to open up his glutes. It looked an awful lot like a butt plug exercise. You know, something that I bet he follows um, her. It well <laughs> is does anyone in this room not? I don't. I, I refuse. I don't either. Okay, yeah. I don't even know. I like. I, I looked up like person named butt plug. <laughs> like I, I can't a, find this I, guys. I did a hashtag butt plug search, and that just took me in a really, really. I'm gonna create a fake account. Place. A fake. Did account. you find Russell Berger when you hashtagged uh, butt plug? <laughs> no, but but speaking of that, uh, since as we learned in a previous episode, which is actually behind the uh, that's only available to contributors and uh, inner circle people. Um, we uh, on that episode, uh, we I did spend considerable time trying to buy eataddick.com, <laughs> and uh, and then and that was not available. I could make an offer, but I didn't. I think I got I can't remember if I got anything else. And then Keegan, you know, re, you know, tried to buy it <clears throat> after seeing um, what uh, Mr. 
Berger or Burger? Burger. I think it's Burger. Burger, 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 yeah. At what he hath wrought. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And realized that Eat a Dick, you know, they don't start negotiating for .com um, until five figures. And so this morning, however, (laughs) I quickly snapped up. (laughs) Loophole. In honor of a CrossFit Journal article. And, you know, just ancient history shit. Uh, Do you Uh, even know about this? I don't think I do. We went over some journal stuff the other day, but I don't remember his name coming up. Oh, my. (laughs) You might want... I'll allow you to Google this because this is fucking hilarious. Yeah, just like... Russell Berger attends Jim Jones seminar or something. It's <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, so I I got eight a dick dot com A T E and then also the number eight a dick dot com. Oh. Both of them available. And uh, since it is past tense, I mean he has been eating <laughs> it has, it has for years. Been <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know uh, anyway. That eight, so, that number eight, so, addict. That's the, the, clever. And here's the, and here's the thing, though, you know, if keep your mouth on the dick, and you won't end up saying stupid shit. Oh yeah, or at least it'll be yeah. unintelligible. Sure. But I guess you can text and you know, sort of have that in your throat <laughs> at the same time. So maybe that's what happened. I. <laughs> I can't um I, I've had so many conversations with that guy that I have to respect his enthusiasm for argument. Um <laughs> but I can't say that I didn't smile when I heard the news um of him being removed. Uh a, and it kind of started with that first article, like how ingenuine that that his experience at Jim Jones was and how he I mean, no matter what he said negative, he still probably caused quite an influx of participation in the seminars after he wrote that like it, it had an opposite effect of probably what they intended P- potentially you know I, yeah that i that i don't know i i, I just thought you know hey, if you come and disclose you know why you're here and who you are um that's you know sort of on the maybe up front about that would have been interesting but uh yeah he played the yeah, he, 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 anyway, it, that's old history. Well, we're talking about this is it, fantastic. Is it, this <laughs> it is fantastic, isn't, isn't it? Lying Ke- a sin? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, if, is he, it? if he, yeah, is that is that part of the commandment? Well, it would be or? commandments. It would have been New Testament, which is, he's a New Testament junkie. Although they incorrectly hold to the Old Testament, so there there when was convenient. A, correct, and, and there shouldn't be that. That's. That's uh, Judeo law. That that's different. Okay. Um, but he does convolute the two, and this most of our arguments have to do with uh, morality, which is fucking hilarious, coming from that guy. Um, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> this is fitness, right? Oh, it goes. And there's morality me. involved in fitness. That's fucking cool. Um, wow. Is there, no, I, I'm trying to think. No, there shouldn't. Well, okay. Here's here's how I would say that it crosses boundary. Um, it's um, it's subjective. Okay. Right. So his, his whole thing that he is being removed for is for him making a comment about homosexuality being a sin and for a private business to, uh, uphold their own belief system and not host an LGBTQ. I forgot the rest of the, the alphabet. There's a um, lot of letters in there. Um, what, whatever the, during pride week, they're going to do a special event. This uh, CrossFit gym didn't want to host it because of their personal beliefs. And he was sticking up for them. Now, 
the the odd part here is that I, I if a small business doesn't want to support something, I am in total agreement with where he was coming from. Um, he just had to plaster his holier than thou flag on top of it and call it sin and all this other garbage. Uh, he just went a little bit too far. Um, and not that I, I totally don't like, of course, don't disagree with pride week or any event that goes with that. I just agree with the sentiment that if it's a, your own business, you should run it how, how you see fit, whether that's personal or not. Like, man, I really don't like country music. So, and that's not true. That's a, okay. This is is a hypothetical. Uh, Yeah. 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 Okay. If you did not, were you (laughs) not, uh, connoisseur of country right then if somebody came in and played that in my gym i would kick them out or whatever and that you should be able to do that right i agree with that okay so i mean especially if it's private yeah business i think uh once you open doors to the public you have a different situation i mean different set of different set of rules that you abide by uh inviting people or making an Right. I, and I would call a CrossFit gym private for the most part. I mean, I feel, you know, when, I, when I'm when i out in my bib shorts with no jersey on and I try and go in the convenience <laughs> store and they say no shirt, no shoes. And I'm like, I got shoes. <laughs> and like a tank I've top, really low tank top that I wear around my legs. But <laughs> it's attached. I, to I have pants. a tank top on that you can see my belly button. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got against lederhosen? Yeah. <laughs> you racist son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I think... Uh, so in in that case, all of this shit is subjective, and that, that that's been my argument over the years. There's a not that anybody should do this and pull it up, but I've been thinking about it. We have uh, a conversation going like two and a half years ago with him, where he he wrote a post on how atheism is immoral, um, and how he had identified uh, moral subjectivity as being an objective belief. It, it goes off on some fucking weird tangent. Was what, this going, was this conversation going down on their Facebook? On, oh, face. Oh, it is 250 comments long because it took me a really long time. He was rehashing an old, what they call, um, Christian transcendentalism. Like it, it it's like this new form of, uh, Christianity where they can bottle, a whole bunch of like actual philosophy and brand it and use paradoxes to make it seem like they have something that isn't, it's all, it's a, it's, it's a tautological argument for sure. And they put that up front as anything that you argue against it as being, it just means circular argument. Like, right. So, um, I'm, that was a $50 word for sure. <laughs> Dig it. <laughs> um, so, but so what was this on the transcendental Christianity Facebook page? <laughs> no, this was him making a post about his. He was promoting his blog article, so I went and read his blog article. But but but, where was this? It was Facebook. Yeah, yeah but but what's the page like? Is it is um, it related to fitness or is it related to religion? Uh, his is related to philosophy. Like so, his. Um, oh, is he the fit philosopher now? No. Oh. No, he, well, I'm assuming he just had a blog, and this was just yeah, one yeah. random thing he decided to write for. He it went for, down there for a couple posts. He goes on these, like, eventually it becomes about sugar and big soda or whatever. He goes down different paths, kind of like I do. So I, I give him the benefit of the doubt. He just happens to be into some make believe things. His, that his, I'm not into. his rabbit. The entry to his rabbit hole is in Huntsville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, so culturally, it's this. 
slightly different diameter hole. Yeah, it's from Alabama, <laughs> right? This, yeah. Yeah. So I, my anyway, so this argument, it, it broke out, and I just had questions for him. Like, don't you think it's weird that you're from the South and you just happen to be evangelical Christian? <laughs> and if you're born in India, you probably wouldn't be. Like, are, these are my thoughts. Just like, you know, and then him <laughs> telling me that, you know, atheism you're, is immoral, but I told him that he is atheist, in fact. He's atheist towards, you know, 99% of gods. He just kept with one and all the thousands that he's removed. Is that Im- immoral? Well, those don't exist. So <laughs> <laughs> he can't remove them because they don't exist. Right. In like, his head. Sure. Okay. Can everybody just, just pause for <laughs> yeah, one yeah, second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning. Welcome to a, uh, another conversation in the Dissect Podcast Studio. Uh, we need to start the fuck over. Because... <laughs> well, so the, the whole reason, I don't want to rehash the whole argument. What I was trying to get at is, is where he comes from and where I understand like what, where his, his... I don't... I would even say... I would give him the benefit of the doubt most of the time because he's a very smart person. Um, I just happened to be smiling when I heard the news because he finally kind of like fucked up too much or like he finally slipped as, as a internet debater. He just went a little bit too far, um, which is hilarious to me. Hashtag bench press. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just trying to bring us back. Yeah. yeah. I, Sorry. I would like, like to go back to the training yeah. camp. Well, yeah, okay. what I was going to say, <laughs> I think we should go back there, but you mentioned this there was, before and then there glossed was over it. cursing of many gods <laughs> that occurred. Everyone I could think of. Every, oh, yeah, okay. I, didn't, I don't know thousands, but, <laughs> uh, you know, single digit, you know, God's cursing was happening. <laughs> I, for all the secrets on bench press, we're, we're listing those at adadick.com. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the training camp for? What did it entail? Uh, for nothing. I have no goals um, other than to... <laughs> it's a nihilistic training camp. <laughs> it's, it's, exactly. <laughs> Selfdestructivetraining.com. Uh, I was um, <laughs> that, that's, that's not a clue. So, <laughs> to, seleptic cyclist.com? Seleptic. As yeah, in... Solipsism? Solipsism. Yeah, Soleptic. Would it be Soleptic? Good Lord. I, that's, that's, <laughs> I was trying to blend it with cyclists, so I got confused on where to enunciate the constant. <laughs> trying to blend it with cycling my EPO. And How about on and off? <laughs> cycling solipsism. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Dot com. Um, yeah, I don't know what the training camp thing was. Uh, there was Joe had a, um, a friend who was here in town as a former pro tour rider. Um, Guy named Sylvester Smid, and uh, he works for Bora Hansgrohe right now, which is one of the one of the pro tour teams. Before, when he was actually racing, he was as the Cannondale squad, and he was his job was to um, you know pull for uh, Ivan Basso, and oh. um, and uh, so you know in the mountains, it, Sylvester's up front and just to be sergeant going. It, he'd be sergeant, okay. yeah. He'd be he'd be sort of the I think the kind of the last guy in the train before <sighs> Basso would come around and like do his deal. Um, and, uh, so, so those two met when, um, uh, Joe was in Switzerland last year at the UCI coaching camp, um, or coaching course, which basically is the highest level of cycling coaching certification that you can achieve. And, uh, they met and they, you know, rode together, drank some, you know, the King of Wines together and Belgian beers. And, you know, they, they bonded over stuff like that. Plus, um, Sylvester apparently is like the, you know, one of the, the top. Depeche Mode fans in the world. 
<laughs> so, uh, and you met Joe Holmes, <laughs> and he's the second. He's, 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 he, so it's just love he would at be first the first. Sight. Well, he would be the first if it wasn't for New Order first, right? Yeah, that's true. And, okay. and Stone Roses. Um, Stone Roses. <laughs> anything done by Ian Brown. Ah, so uh, Sylvester was here with uh, with the Bora Hands Girl team. There was a little, a little bit of altitude training camp um, with Peter Sagan, who's current current world champion, and and uh, so Joe came down to go for a ride with Sylvester and and and, and uh, drop into that sort of that group uh, group which I have not earned access to. So um, that was a, that was a day that Joe had to go on his own, and uh, but other than that, he was here for six days and. Um, Made me get out, you know, ride my bike all six of those days. And then I'd, 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 yeah, I'd ridden 10 of the 11 days straight. And now it's like, uh, let's see, we're up to 30. So I think I'm up to 12 or 14 days or something like that. I can't even remember now. But um, all of it, you know, the, the, the stated objective is, is to Is there get, a point where you get a, a special coin? For, <laughs> you, you get a special sore in a special <laughs> that place. That looks like a coin. <laughs> yeah. It's about the size of a silver dollar. It's right near the coin slot. Um, it, it, or the it, coin purse. The coin purse, yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, I like that. Yeah. Nice. Damn, coinpurse.com. should be a... Uh, <laughs> Wrink, wrinkled coin you, purse. In, um, in, in anyway. seriousness, in total seriousness, <laughs> no, it, do you think there's like, uh, there is something to this, like the, uh, like the camp. We're we're joking about like a training camp, but yeah, you have been trying to slowly and uh, systematically get back into some kind of physical form after a surgery. Like, yeah. in no joking manner, you needed something like this to like kind of fireball your weight back into this, right? Yeah, one hundred percent, and and. Be, and, and it's been an interesting process, and we talked about it a little bit in uh, podcast with uh, Brian Harder and Andy Doré about you know sort of recovery from injury type thing, and, and coming back and something that uh, I kind of tried to address because I mean it's, for me it's the first time it ever happened where negative feedback didn't produce a positive result. Like mm. I I. Uh, accepted the negative feedback I was getting of like, wow, all of the oxygen has gone from the state of Utah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should just go home. Uh, <laughs> and, and and having the, you know, the quit, don't quit discussion. And order my respirator and O2 cart that I can it, yeah. get a job at the post office with stale. Stale, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, um, you know, I was re revisiting the supplemental oxygen training. If people want to do hypoxic training, I want to do hyper oxygenated <laughs> training. <laughs> so, which is actually a thing. Um, and some, you know, interesting people to begin with. I think the first documented use of hyper oxygenated training came with Roger Bannister, actually. Oh, really? It was yeah. that early? Uh, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I know the, um, who's the Swiss guy who was doing it? Um, who's a, a cross country skier? And he would, he would get on a bike and they'd have a, Basically, uh, a tube of oxygen in the car next to him, and he would do hyper. What was that well, guess? Scott Johnston actually used to do it with um, one of his athletes, and okay. that was roller skiing. So he did have an oxygen tank in the car, long hose, mask, but they didn't. Oh, okay, but, okay. but at that point, they, they because you couldn't understand, like you'd have to put giant, you know, pretty good size holes in the mask mm -hmm. because otherwise the oxygen exchange, like you couldn't. It's too you know, pure. Do, do, no, 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 no. You can't fucking breathe. Oh, like if you've got you this thing over nose and mouth, oh, so right, if right, it's right, over right. nose and mouth and you, you know, cut some holes. So, so part of when, uh, Scott and I were talking about it, um, they they're, they weren't exactly sure how much 
oxygen. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, you put on eight liters a minute, but you don't know. But that doesn't mean that the athlete is getting that. You don't know what the loss is out of the holes. Out of, out okay. of those holes, right. But but still, so in the car, driving pretty slow, guys on roller skis, actually, doing a sort of uphill. And I can't remember how far they would do it. But um, you can put out a lot of power that way. And yeah. the benefits of being able to put out that power, actually, you know, you're, you're exercising at a higher rate than is otherwise feasible mm-hmm. with sort of normalized oxygen uptake. So give yourself a bit more oxygen. You go a little bit harder. You do that enough. You develop not only the, 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 the musculature and aerobic capacity, but the, um, the, it's the neuromuscular mm-hmm. firing. That, that, which is one of the things that you're, you know, you, you, you would try to it's one of the most difficult things to train because other systems you um get in the way of firing at a high cyclic mm-hmm. rate right um so you you know hyper oxygenate and you take away the lack of oxygen problem and you can keep firing um at basically at race what would be race pace and make those neurological connections mm-hmm. and you know scott he can comment if i if i got this wrong but um uh uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a similar thing of ha- like maybe having the assistance of, um, you get on a treadmill and you put it at like a 2% decline mm-hmm. and then you can, uh, you can work on turnover without creating a huge oxygen debt. Right. Right. Um, you know, you get on a fixed gear bike and the bike itself is, um, you know, slight downhill mm-hmm. and you, you are basically forced to pedal at a higher rate than you can voluntarily do so. And you do that enough and you can make those neurological connections and then eventually you can you, you, you can actually pedal at that high of a cadence. Wait, you're, you mean to tell me that you're not taking oxygen in order to make something easier? No, you're... <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be... Well, so the opposite is also true. Like when people make this mistake with altitude training by trying to just make it hypoxic training... The, the downside of that is you will run slower, you will perform slower, you yeah. won't be able to recover as fast. Um, and although there's maybe a slight benefit to the CO2 tolerance thing that's in there, that you, neuromuscularly, you are ruining yourself. Yes. And you won't be able <laughs> Which to keep is why the speed as far as altitude use. thing goes, it's really best to do that while you're asleep. Right. Because yeah, yeah. there's no neuromuscular issues then. <laughs> Eight <laughs> to 12 the, hours you know, a night above a minimum of 2,500 meters. End of story. That's yeah, how that yeah. show works. I would be interested in actually going down this road because I recommend, well, somebody was looking to um, pass this ridiculous standard of a sub seven uh, minute 2K row. And they're a fairly short individual. Okay. And they wanted to get into a group of guys that thought that that was the requirement. And, uh, and beyond that, this kid in question was probably one of the most fit kids I've ever met. Okay. Um, he, uh, as a CrossFit athlete and as a strength athlete, a very tiny guy, probably 160, 165 pounds, five foot, nothing almost, but could clean and jerk well into the three fifties, like Damn. shocking, like national level weightlifting skill okay. and a very good engine to come with it. He just doesn't have the, uh, a size shape, whatever it ta- I would call it muscle fiber type too. uh, not 
his muscle fiber was type two, but <laughs> also as also well. T O O. But yeah, he, he just was not a slow twitch person that could sustain the, the, the muscular qualities required to do a, a sub seven. And so Plus I was talking his to him. stroke rate would have to be oh. over 40. Uh, at guessing. least 35 or 36 is what I would guess. Yeah. That'd be really shitty for six and a half to seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, oh. and he's close. Like he was only like, I think he was within 10 seconds or something. Okay. Uh, and he, he's just like beating himself to death with this. And it would become a negative thing. So I told him, I was like, well, if that's all it is, just get a bottle of oxygen and then <laughs> row your guts out. <laughs> and just like, okay, see, you can go 640 on oxygen or whatever the, I don't know what it would be, but it would be insanely different. Oh, yeah. I, I was guessing 30 seconds. I, I, I don't know what the, the benefit would be. You know, obviously there's other factors involved but but to use that that could be okay you know you, you dance around the seven minute standard let's say for long enough mm -hmm. that it and you can't break it and you can't break it and you can't break it and then it becomes this unbreakable thing mm -hmm. okay use the oxygen don't count that time mm -hmm. like you can't enter it in competition. Sure. Well, fuck, I don't know why not, because it's all made up anyway. But, um, <laughs> but, but, but the, you know, you do it, and then maybe you do, you know, break seven and mm -hmm. go 645. So, yeah, I'm going to use the supplemental oxygen yeah. to unfuck my brain right. uh -huh. that I have, you know, voluntarily shackled mm -hmm. to this standard that I've, you know, reinforced my inability to, to, to meet. And, and maybe if like, okay, I, I, I use the supplement to get past, um, to, to break that m mental barrier, but maybe I can go back clean yeah. and actually achieve the standard. So I have a similar story. <laughs> Is this well, my story? No, no, no. I was trying to fuck with somebody to get them to think that I beat their 400 FY score on the air bike. And this is right after I shattered my elbow. I'll let you guess who that was. <laughs> Um, this, this whole joke completely backfired because they did not take it like how I thought that they would. <laughs> it was a very huh. poor sport kind of deal. Uh, but in, in, in doing it, so I was like, I, I was just messing around doing hard minutes on the AD4 specifically. And so I would go really hard for a minute and then I would stop it and I would rest for 30 seconds and then I'd do another hard minute. And after like the third one, I was like, oh, when I stop the flywheel, the time stops. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, so it looks like I have a lot of calories right now because <laughs> I was getting like 42 to 43 calories per minute. Um, and I was like, I'm going to fuck with some people. So I had to make it look real. So first I went, I did this and in the workouts, whatever my workout was, I made it look like I, well, I had to get these. So it was 60 on 30 off. So I ended up at like, uh, 396 or something. I can't remember, but it was in the 390s. And then, so I text a picture to him like, oh, man, I'm really close. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got like an emoji back that was not happy. And I was like, I mean, there was some expletives that went like, how the fuck did you do that? I was like, oh man, all I've been doing is riding this air bike. I'm getting ready to take your score from you. And so I was like, but I don't know if I can, man. That was really hard. So then I thought the only way he's going to believe this is if I fail again and I fail worse. But what that did for me is I go, do you know what? I'm really fucking close. I was like, I think I could get 400. So me fucking with it actually made me go back and try for real. So I tried for real um, and I got 385. And there's no fucking way I could have got 400, by the way. But that was 40 fucking calories higher than I had ever done. Because you'd seen the number. Yeah. And I was just like, by, oh. By accumulating the intervals. That's and I also was yeah. like, all I need is a 30 second 
downtime and I can get back on and go at this rate. So what could I hold without that downtime? Right. And so I just figured out <clears throat> now uh, that's not that special. 385 is pretty fucking high. I think the average, I think that's a five. Yeah, if you just 536 look, at, watt look at the for, wattage, it's yeah, pretty, I think it's uh, 536 watt for 10 minutes or something with the arm. So on a bike, that would be about four, 440 something, which is extremely high on a bike. Um, so I got this idea. And anyway, later on, I went on to just do like a 412 or something and show that to him and he fucking threw a tissy fit. We even filmed it, everything, but he took it so bad. We were like, okay, let's stop with the joke. <laughs> we were just kidding. Yeah, we, we were, were just... <laughs> your later, life's, your life's not ending. Yeah, it's yeah. Just the place. yeah. Unless you end it. There was some doors slammed yeah. and some unexpected things that happened. But that 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 brief like view of like, oh... I'm way more capable than I've been giving myself credit to. Like I thought I was going all out, but I'm, I can do this and therefore I could remap what I actually thought in an effort. Now I couldn't get for, I failed miserably. Um, I don't know what it would take to get that. I don't know what I would but have to do. But that's an interesting but. sort of way of manip, you know, different ways of manipulating psychology to, to see if the, the barrier that you bump up against is physical or mental. Mm. And if you, uh, um, one thing that, came up recently was the, the 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 idea of having the 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 physical capacity to manipulate psychology like when you're um you're, when you're injured let's say or coming back from surgery there's a there's a period of time where everything fucking sucks all the feedback is negative and then a little bit of fitness a little bit of fitness comes and you then suddenly you have the ability to start sort of remapping your brain because it's all it takes is something like that. Oh, I need to go do a couple of hard intervals. I need to go do, okay, there's a climb that I normally do. It's short enough that my fitness, you know, that the, the, the minimal amount of fitness that I've recovered um, is appropriate for this climb. Okay, if it was twice as long, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to do it and I'd get negative feedback, but oh, it's short. So let me go do a couple of hard intervals on this hill and, and get some positive feedback. And then, wow, that's going to make me want to go out on my bike. That's going to make me want to continue this um, the, you know, the, this recovery process mm -hmm. and I, th and, uh, but it's, it, it's a very, um, I mean, it, 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 if we go back to what Chris Warden said, Oh, it's a thinking person's gym or it's a thinking mm -hmm. gym. Yeah. We, we were thinking about shit all yeah, the time. Yeah. And that's, I think one of the things that is often missing or missed is, well, how do I get past where I am? It's not just like go hard, get sick. And then, you know, recover yeah and 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 you know because because not just going hard and have being sore and having that be proof that the training was effective it's like okay I'm, I, I i keep running into this limit is this limit self-imposed is it imposed by the environment that i'm in because you know no one else can you know pass this so there's no one to chase mm -hmm. and if we're all sort of the same well we're all going to fucking stay the same till somebody steps out and goes oh i tried this on my own, I got this feedback. It helped, and, it, and I could see the potential for breaking through that thing. But otherwise, you know, well, it, crabs in a bucket. Again, it points. Well, the, the bucket is very important. Then it turns out <laughs> it really, it kind of really does. And I would ask, like, how you know, Keegan kind of feels about this point because you're kind of in a weird purgatory between. Fitness wise. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're, you're trying to become something that you weren't before and not entirely neglect, but for the most part, completely leave what you are before on the ground and just forget about it. 
to that point. Maybe that's uh, misworded or you wouldn't agree with that. But uh, like, dude, are you seriously going to like do some crazy endurance shit? I would like to. Cool. You're just 100 pounds away, but other than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm never going to lose 100 pounds. <laughs> yeah. so. well, but it doesn't mean you can't do some cool shit. You yeah. just have to find the thing that, you know, fits. And it, like the interesting, per, the amount of perspective that you can get from just attempting this. It doesn't have to become, you don't have to shave your legs and eat tofu like <laughs> other endurance <laughs> athletes. <laughs> but but just the the act of doing it, I think is, I've seen a couple of the positive things you yeah. know, come out now, but those are few and far between, right? Yeah, so I've kind of, um, to go back to like leaving my old world behind mm-hmm. and you know experiencing whatever this next journey is gonna be, I've kind of always prided myself a bit on being like the bigger guy that could do things other bigger guys couldn't. And I found in powerlifting, I wasn't that guy. I was kind of the bigger guy that couldn't do the things that bigger guys should be able to do. Mm. (laughs) So kind of just to go back to that psychology standpoint, um, I was talking to Michael about this the other day at the gym. I had the biggest mental block ever at a 500 pound deadlift. I could do 495 for six, seven, eight reps. You put 500 pounds in the bar and tell me, I'd move the bar an inch off the ground and drop it. Hmm. And a lot of that in hindsight was I had so many negative reactions or negative experiences with what that feeling was of back injuries, hamstring pulls, et cetera, that as soon as that feeling of like grinding, sorry, or like, you know, <laughs> pulling weight I, off did, the ground that did didn't- Did we ban that word? We should. Okay. Grinding? At, at least in the terms of work. Oh, oh, hustle, grind. Right. Um, But I mean, the deadlift at that point was a grind to where like, if it didn't move smooth and fast, I was like, oh, nope, got to put it down. So when I was at Burdick's gym in California, when it got to like max out day, he'd be like, all right, don't look at the bar. Like, I'm not going to tell you what's on there. We'd put pounds on there. There'd be kilos on there. Just like an odd You know what Aaron would do in that case? Like, don't look at the bar. Is there spiders? And then she'd have a fucking hysterical (laughs) fit. I have to leave now. (laughs) Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all right because it's totally true. <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> so one day he put like 505 on the bar and just was like, just go pull it. Like didn't tell me what it was, pulled it like it was nothing. Before I knew it, I left that day and I had pulled 545. Hmm. S- two months later, I pulled six, 601 or whatever in a competition. How did just, you put 120 pounds on your deadlift? And that's the secret. That's going to be at adick.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the other secret. Yeah. Tell, honestly, yeah. I think it was all psychological. It oh, was like the, the yeah. strength was 100% there. It's just I had so many yeah. negative feedback loops from hurting myself doing deadlifts that yeah. as soon as. That your head became the heaviest thing in the yep. room. Yeah. <laughs> Which it usually is, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, well it if is. it's attached to that fucking skull you need, <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> But. That's, I mean, there's, yeah, I've been a couple, there was a couple stories uh, at the old place about the, uh, of manipulating the weight like that, just, you know, yeah. putting 10 pounds, yeah. you know, bunch of 10 pound plates on so nobody could do the math and, and, and manipulating just to, to overcome those barriers. And like, why, uh, why don't we do that more often? That's I mean, you question. can't, obviously can't do it all the time because no. you need to sort of set up the existence of the barrier in the first place, right, you know, right. and that takes time. You know, you don't want to get like real, real grounded in your, you know, weaknesses and stuff. <laughs> Need to cement those psychological, uh, before you, shatter before you, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've, we've used that. Uh, and the deadlift is a really good example. Cause I do think people, a, I think of it as the dumb lift because, um, 
only dumb people do it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> because you can come in and you can pull real hard on a on a bar and you can start to feel how quickly you can get stronger. And it's not it has nothing to do with the muscle adapting. It's just each time you pull that bar, your body's like, "Oh, I was okay. And then the next day you add 50 pounds and you do it again. If you've never deadlifted before, you can just watch it uh, accelerate up to a really high potential. And then I call it the dumb lift because then people get dumb with it. Right. Like they quit. They, they try to approach it like, man, I jumped 200 pounds in the first year. Might as well do it again. Try to get 200 pounds more. They just think that this cycle will go over and over again. And you have to get very intelligent with it at a certain point. I think the deadlift is one of the hardest lifts to move once you find a pretty you know close potential that you're at. Yep. you got to be real tricky and identify real problems with it. Um, but we have used it. I talked about it on actually a different podcast about what we did for uh, Antia on Man of Steel. Oh, right. Because, you know, if females lifting, they run into this barrier. As soon as they think, they they're not attached to a number like guys are. Like, sure. I was definitely attached to a number. Like, 405 became so heavy. Um, and that became impossible because I labeled it heavy. Well, females, for the most part, just call anything that looks heavy, heavy. And they won't want to lift it because they'll, you know, internalize or, or yeah, or they they internalize other excuses of why they don't want to do it. the the one he just listed is probably the most common. Um, but so it's a visual reference more than yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, at, at, in that particular context, and that's why I find that the deadlift is a bad is a bad movement for females that you're trying to get buy in on on this whole gym thing is because it's not it doesn't look real feminine. Yeah. Like it, it does, they can't associate with it like veins bulging out yeah, of their neck. Yeah, they see a picture and, of their face and they look like yeah. they're trying to take a shit. Or yeah, or they look like it's like Arnold in total recall when he gets <laughs> outside of the fucking oxygen zone on Mars or whatever. The it isn't it and it isn't eloquent. It's just like, you know, you you literally look like a dog taking a shit sometimes. Your back is all fucked up and it doesn't feel good. Like it hurts extremely bad. So that in most positions like that the psychological things that we'll try to impress on females who are, who are trying to get by into that is uh, like olympic style lifting because there is something um there's a feminine quality to those lifts where it takes a, a an insane amount of mobility it takes a lot of timing and a lot of those things um they relate to you know sports and activities that females partake in in, in a young age, uh, ballet and dance and all these other things. The timing and the speed, all that stuff, and the mobility is what makes it look like a good lift. And that's kind of why we gear thing like females towards that. Later, they can learn how to do deadlifts once they once they feel how good it feels to be strong. It's real easy to teach them the other stuff, and then they have a reason to actually do it. Like, look, if you get stronger here, you can you know pull more here. Uh, for whatever reason. So that's a situation that we've set up uh, frequently uh, in the past. Uh, it seems like that's what Burdick did for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, maybe that's... When Chris called this a, a thinking man's gym or, or when he referred to Jim Jones as that, it kind of hit a spark with a lot of people. We've got a lot of comments like, man, that was probably the best way to describe it. And I, I look at these kind of things, like we never talk about what a good deadlift is really because we don't really give a shit like what is a good deadlift yeah i think it depends on kind of what you're doing like because well, yeah. i was going to say going back to your 405 comment like mm -hmm. 405 is not heavy no for the most part for sure if you're not into powerlifting or any strength sports 405 is plenty heavy right so 
a lot of it, I think, depends on whatever sport you're in, what you're doing it for. Like, I know Joe Holmes loves to deadlift. Mm-hmm. Does he ever need to deadlift, or will he ever deadlift 405? No, but he needs to deadlift. Way to put a limit on him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like triple body weight. I, know, I was going to say, there goes that quadruple body <laughs> weight deadlift. Three and a half times. <laughs> but, yeah, I think what form follows function mm-hmm. or whatever you want to say. So, I mean – in powerlifting, depending on what federation you're in, mm-hmm. what gear you're taking, what gear you're not taking, what I mean, gear you're wearing, <laughs> what gear you're wearing, what gear you're not wearing, but say you're wearing or the other way around, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think for a guy, anything six to 700 pounds, if you're in strength sports, yeah. I think is good. Anything above that I'd call elite. Right. Um, but as far as just your everyday Joe Schmo walking around, I don't see why 315's not. Well, there's a there's a there's a health evangelist that's that will um, they'll cosplay their gym efforts in the real world. Like, what are you gonna do if you need to pick up a car off your baby? And you're like, you go get help. Not put my baby under a or, car. <laughs> yeah, not, or whatever. The not thing ever is. put my baby in that situation. But if you've ever watched this in real life, if something is over a hundred pounds, generally you'll fucking get help if you're not an idiot. Yeah. Like, and it's never. You know, it's not uh, 16 inches off the ground, and it's not a 25 millimeter bar, and it doesn't have knurling on it. Like, okay, in that situation, it'd be really cool to know that you can deadlift the exact thing that you're going to replicate in real right. life. But for the most part, no, it's we a- should get some of those like <laughs> logs in the gym for start a fire. <laughs> you're not starting a fire. I know. Apparently, <laughs> you've lost, lost your privileges. Hey, I started that fire like a pro, <laughs> yeah. and then the hatchet fell. On my hand, and now I can't use my left hand. <laughs> he does have all his fingers. Though. Uh, still, I mean, this one might get amputated later, but for being useless, because that's what it feels like. <laughs> I, it's it's a funny thing when we talk about. Oh, what's a good deadlift? You're like, well, the the one you can do without hurting yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't like it doesn't. You know, when you, right. immediately and like automatically without thinking. You know, you Keegan, you went to a number. Michael, you went to a number, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking like, well, I don't want to fucking get hurt, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or or whatever. Like, I'd like to have the benefits of this lift, the health benefits of the health lift. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't been called that in a long time. Yeah. Thank you, Jack Lalane. Um, <laughs> the, the, it, man, if I could just get like that short sleeve one piece belted one piece suit that he had, <sighs> that with a mullet and pit vipers. That's, I want probably be, in a stand-up paddleboard. Yeah, right. I think I'm in. Anyway, um, but uh, my brand thing was like I want for the juicer, <laughs> and the and then you know the, the Joe Foreman grill. Oh, nice with that. But uh, but but I think like, like looking at any of those lifts and 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 coming, you know, I've been obviously spent a you know there was a period where I spent a lot of time in the gym, and those numbers were an important thing. They were the way I you know. Uh, guided, restrained, targeted, you know, made goals out of, you know, the numbers were mm-hmm. a thing and the, and, and then go, stepping away for a while and not really being so interested in it looking back in, I'm just going, well, the, I, I, I'd rather, I, I'm looking for a performance benefit that I can get from the gym and that's not tied to any kind of number. Sure. And, um, but in order for that, that the performance benefit to happen, okay, I want to sort of increase the strength and maybe, um, and, and maybe look, you know, weighted flexibility or maybe being able to, you know, move a load at in, you know, the end of a, you know, the full range of motion or whatever. Um, some, some things like that, but it's not tied in the, the, my, the only way that I get to, you know, see if that was helpful or not is, um, you know, when I take it outside yep, right. afterwards. 
So my my next question was going to be, what would you say like a a good mile time would be for an average healthy person? And I was thinking of that, and it goes back to what you're just saying about the deadlift. My first thought was, I just want to run a mile without walking. I don't care what the fucking time is or nice. how slow it is. So it's kind of I want to run it without blowing my Achilles or a yeah. patella tendon or something. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing, different yeah. realms of fitness, obviously, but I yeah, because obviously, I, the, you know, the gazelle, she's going to have a different number, you know, that's yeah. gonna, attached to the mile as being good because of where she is in sort of, you know, running hierarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people would be different. And I, I'd have to agree with Yuki. <laughs> like, I'd like to just do it without walking, no matter how slow it was. Yeah. Turn that nine upside down. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever Selena does for her one mile, I just want to be able to double that. And, oh, that'd and be a maybe good standard. I, 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 <laughs> nice. So you're turning the six upside down. Yes, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah I'm doing the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever she does, I'm gonna try to do. Um, not anything close to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm also probably gonna drink a beer every 400 meters or whatever the thing is. Yeah, I think she, this morning she was out at the track and. Uh, so I have six by eight hundred or eight by eight hundred. <laughs> woof. <laughs> well, exactly. Woof. She came back. She's like, ah, it's f- fucking slowest eight hundred meter workout I've ever done. I'm like, I, I don't know what the numbers were because they don't mean anything to me. But it was, it, it was more than two minutes, but less than three. I'm like, oh. Eight of those. <laughs> oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. I, no. No. Thank you. Yeah. And so Ugh. working on breaking down the mile, you know, she's starting to add the intervals together and nice. that's sort of the next piece. And, uh, and then we'll have a number for you to double soon cool. sometime, hopefully by the end of July. I well, maybe she the, can run that slow too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just run this real slow. So Keegan doesn't slow die. The fuck down. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll try yeah, that is, is well, it's, um, this subject is something that comes up often cause we're talking about standards, but the standard that we come up with is just for convenience. To, and and so convenience in uh, communicating an idea for sure. Like if I say yeah. a sub seven minute 2K is what I think somebody should be able to do. I'm not saying that if they can't do that, we're, we can't get along. Like that, that, <laughs> that would be ridiculous because there's some physiological barriers in there for some people. And there's a lot of psychological ones too. I want to know about the psychological ones. I'm fairly, uh, well, I'm, Less interested about yeah. the physical. Less interested right? in, yeah. in the physical part of it because those will take care of themselves. And I have the same problem with like strength stuff and myself. I've been really going slow, trying to get back into strength work. I've ignored it for a long time because of a bunch of injuries and haven't maintained what I think that I should just be able to do. And a lot of that, I would say 99% of it is psychological. I don't like the feeling of strength training. Like I really fucking hate it actually. Like I, a grinding lift that it makes me want to puke. Like I can just feel my spine unbuckle. And that's exactly what kind of what happened the other day on a front squat. It was just one felt really easy. I added 10 pounds and something popped in my back and I couldn't walk for two days. And you're like, this is what I fucking hate about. Like, I don't need to be able to do this. And I just took two days out that I could have been doing something. And if it's a technically correct lift, well, something else is going on. Why, why am I damaging myself to do this thing? And so uh, when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I always fall back on numbers. I should be able to you know, maintain whatever X uh, is to be a, a capable person. 
Which is this fucking ridiculous it's statement. It's arbitrary. It just like, it's totally it's, arbitrary. It's like a capable person. Well, I don't know. There was a guy who was, you know, completely physically incapable that just passed away recently. Um, and his brain was super fucking capable. Yeah, True. You know, hypothesizing about, you know, shit out in the universe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's... And, and but if, but this, I think, goes... Um, always circles back to the identity argument. Like if in order to be who I think I am, I need to maintain these certain standards of physical performance. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. And maybe that's I, what I'm I mean, saying I'm in, that I'm trying to do. Like I, I know, like I know it's a weak link for me. I know that strength, and that's why I'm really trying to fix it. I could give a shit less about the actual number. Yeah. I just get pissed when I get hurt on something that I shouldn't. That's what makes me angry. But and the, the effort is a psychological one because I could care less about the numbers. Yeah, like I want them to go up, obviously, so it shows that I have fruit from my, you know, harvest, <laughs> <laughs> as it were. But you know, sometimes you fucking got to chop some trees down. That, sometimes those numbers yeah. don't go up, and then yeah. and then what? You go home and feel like a shitty person. Like you fell short of your self-image, and now you're going to beat yourself up until you can get those numbers. That, like. It, it's oh I'm way beyond that I go on Twitter and I bad mouth no I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I, I take it out on other communities yeah pull those other crabs back down I yeah I talk about other sinners <laughs> myself being one of them <laughs> I mean I think that we were having a discussion the other day with um uh with Sean Kingry who was in town for part of the training camp also he, he didn't really come for training camp he came for the sick of it all show but um uh his wife laura came out and and one of um and one of the days we went riding i mean she has a a a glorious diesel engine and Mm -hmm. can just like get on the front of a group of people into the headwind and just mash it out i mean it was super impressive um as long as it's within a certain sort of aerobic parameters she's just like i don't like to do hard intervals i don't like to do the thing that makes me feel like i want to vomit because i don't like feeling like i want to puke and so all the way that she rides you know and sean's like we'll accelerate and slow down accelerate and slow down you know get to the point where you know he he sees max heart rate um she just doesn't want to do that and so she'll sort of you know sometimes she'll slowly ride back on after somebody pops from going too hard but it's like i don't like that feeling therefore i'm going to undergo undertake this activity within the parameters that are acceptable for me like mm. yeah if, if 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 i get enough of that feeling that i don't like doing this activity i'll stop doing the activity so i mean i i think i walked around for a bunch of years saying got you know i just want to be able to have a double body weight deadlift no matter what and then, and you know, three years after I stopped deadlifting or something, I still could do it mm-hmm. um, properly warmed up. And now it's like I walk by the bar and they all appear to have spiders on them, so I don't pick them up at all. <laughs> Aaron <laughs> was <laughs> right. Or she, Aaron was right. Yeah. There's spiders near those bars, you know. And she calls it and, a spider factor. Like, okay. what's the spider factor in this cave? Like, probably 25. Pretty high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Um, I, I just. And I could sort of relate to, you know, Laura's ideas, but like, I'm, I don't really want to go to that VO2 max level of mm-hmm. output output for, you know, I'll get there mm-hmm. because slowly the fitness, you know, will build from underneath and then, I'll, and it will make me want to feel bad. Mm-hmm. But right now I don't want 
to feel that either. So I don't. I just get out and, you know, ride my bike. All I want to know, you know, I'm just thinking, man, my hip, my new hip, my bionic hip works pretty fucking good. (laughs) You know? And slowly but surely. Well, especially if some, a lot of this stuff, like if we're just talking about physically improving ourselves, there's always a level of risk that's involved with it. Absolutely. You ride a bike, well, there's a risk that you could get hit by a car. So you go to a mountain bike, well, there's a risk that you can fly over the handlebars even just to learn it. Like just, <laughs> I mean, you're going Indo at some point yeah, on a mountain totally. bike. And you can, you can do more, like the risk that's involved in all these fitness things. So we try to remove as much risk as possible that um, isn't required to also partake in the experience. But that's probably why I think uh, cycling and trail running, all these things, the experiential has a lot of risk tied to them because um, that is the benefit of it. In the gym where it's mitigated, where you're like, okay, we can stop at any point. We can pull or put micro amounts of weight on places so that we don't you know, make big jumps and hurt people doing deadlifts or whatever the thing is. Um, well, that maybe the risk is helpful or maybe it's harmful. Maybe, maybe I'm having a hard time deal with like, when I think about this thing, I think about risk being helpful to a point and then it just becomes ridiculous. And for me in, in most strength training capacities, the risk is too high to be worth it because if it takes me, you know, a minor injury, even, um, like if it's just a pulled muscle or it's something that's still two or three days where I can't do other stuff that I like to do. Like I couldn't even get on an airdyne and ride an airdyne which is miserable. So I can't even exercise now. I'm stuck here because I'm doing something that I don't even like to do in the first place. And maybe I'm just a couple years away from walking past the barbell. <laughs> I don't think I, like I, I do appreciate that skill. And I also appreciate that I still teach people how to use a barbell. Therefore, I need to be connected to it in some form or another because that's the more despicable thing to me is teaching somebody the importance of something that I don't find important myself. Oh, go something? ahead. Okay. I, I was just going to say, I'll come back to the barbell. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll walk by and, you know, <laughs> walk over, fucking spider walk over sleeve. <laughs> but most, mostly there has to be, I, I need to see it as something that contributes to the other thing that I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. And so I need to develop that other thing first. Like right now on the bike yeah strength uh core integrity if you will and stuff that that's not what's holding me back like i need to fix some other stuff and joe was just like you need a longer stem on your bike i'm like joe the fucking engine only has two cylinders right now (laughs) (laughs) like i don't need a new steering wheel (laughs) and um and he said well you can get a half cylinder out of better bike position i'm like ah fuck you oh god damn it you're right um anyway but 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 until I fix those other, once I fix those other issues, then I'm that's when I'm going to start looking at other contributing factors to develop to improve the thing that I'm into. So I, yeah. so I'll go back. You know, should the, be supportive the, in nature. Yeah, still. I mean the, yeah. the 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 some manipulating some way, just barbell, kettlebell, you know, whatever is will come back once I have a foundation upon which to set that weight or from which to move it. I was going to make a really long tangent to make a parable out of that i'm gonna refrain all right <laughs> keegan step in grab his ankles i, keep uh, him stop, out of the I hole. stopped myself okay. i looked in that rabbit hole the spider factor of 24 i'm not going down there <laughs> i i like the idea of uh, of any kind of training no matter what you're taking on should be supportive of of 
A, the psychology that you need to get the best performance out of yourself in any given circumstance. Or the best life for yourself. Right. Because this this life quality thing is a thing. And that's why I think um, I'm really interested to see where you're going from, from pushing quite a lot of weight around frequently and that that, like that positive feedback all that stuff but it's gotten to your place where man it makes you real immobile it makes you yeah your movement quality pretty poor um and and that's that that's that lawfare curve you're coming down the back side of that where you're like 100 i had all these great numbers um and here is the price and here's how broken i am which is you know spinal injuries and you know massive fucking problems that you're you're working out and I, i look at it like look um, if you could go do these experiential things and fill in the gap of something that is, is different, can that improve your quality of life? And you can then come back to things that you used to be very, very good at and appreciate them for a different reason. Yeah. Cause I was just thinking the same as you, like if there's a barbell in the gym right now, I walk right past it and I have zero, de- there's no like, Oh, I should, or I want to, there's zero desire to touch a barbell right now. Um, I think some of that stems from because I am equating the barbell to injury, mm-hmm. but I also don't have anything that I know that's going to support. Yeah. Because, like, you know, whatever, I'm going to get a bike at some point that goes outside and has two wheels right now. And the handlebars I, don't move. Right. <laughs> right now, I'm enjoying the, the assault bike, and I have yet to figure out why a deadlift is going to make my assault bike better. Pause, I'm not saying it pause in time. But that's going to be Keegan's brand of t shirt. <laughs> I'm enjoying the assault bike right now, which <laughs> nobody has ever fucking said in their yeah. entire life. I feel for you. I actually really do enjoy yeah. it. it. It can inflict a lot of pain on people. I mean, it helps that I'm good at it, so it's sure. a little easier to enjoy. Yeah. What, what did you roll? You did a 248 calories Yep. on the assault bike in 10 minutes. <laughs> that average of six. And I told you I wanted to do it again 10 minutes later, Yeah. which I did not do. <laughs> but I, I think I could have. Yeah. Well, that's one of those, like, if I go get, like, a triple scoop of ice cream at, uh, what's that place in California? Salt and Straw. Never heard of it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it's, like, it's some of the best ice cream I've ever had. And they will allow you to do a triple scoop, which is really, like, six scoops of ice cream. You're eating three quarts of ice cream yeah. or whatever the fucking thing is. You say after, like, right after finishing, man, I could do another one of those. You never will. Yep. And that's exactly like any effort on the soul bike. You know anything after. Yeah, it's possible, but I'd also probably puke dairy for the next two days if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what I would do if I did another 10-minute yeah, effort right. on the airtime. <laughs> wow, 248. Uh, was that, I think it's a 60, uh, 601. Yeah, it was right around 601. Six, yeah. 601 to 617, I think. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but what did that like? Because you mentioned, you're like, um, we had this whole like. You could be I, putting out 600 watts on a bike outside and barely moving. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly, I'm super curious about how it doesn't translate to a bike outside. Yeah. Because I know it's not going to other than like my aerobic system is a lot better than it was four months ago. But aside sure. from that. I'm very curious to hop on a bike and just be like, oh, this feels terrible. <laughs> this is not the same. I mean, you're used to staying in one place, though. You know, on the oh, assault yeah, yeah, bike. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so it won't be that dissimilar outside. You'll just be, <laughs> right. it'll be going like five miles an hour. It'll feel like you're standing still. But. I think our first ride when you get a bike should be up Immigration Canyon. Okay. Uh, I, no, Mill Creek. Uh, no, we want to finish the ride. We want to like be able to get somewhere. 
positive uh, feedback. Uh, oh, oh, right, right. Positive right. feedback. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go up for the view. And actually, that I could wouldn't be right mind negative that. feedback just to see how fucking shitty it would be. Um, first one should be good. I'm still trying to avoid negative feedback on a bike. Like I'm oh, going and trying to like, and this is where he mentioned like if you have an association to speed on a bike, and then you get out of shape, oh that's miserable because mm. you're just like I'm so fat and slow. The whole entire time. Yeah, I don't think I have enough attachment yet to a bike. Obviously, yeah. I haven't rode a bike since I had like a fucking BMX when I was like That's 14. Nice. Um, that any negative feedback would just be like, oh, I'm not in shape enough yet to do this. And not like <laughs> there's going to be no, oh, I could have done this two years ago. Right. I remember myself having right. been able to do this. You'll so be like, fine. Oh, cool. Yeah, the next goal is to get up this without dying. You'll, you'll be totally fine. If you if you see the The guys, cool thing about immigration is that like three miles up, there's the fire station. Uh, nice. So if you got an issue, you just like pull in and <laughs> hey guys, cardiac out. <laughs> and like a mile and a half up is Roos Diner, which is delicious. So it's if you... We can make a day of it. You can make a day of it. You can get like... Fucking double bacon pancake <laughs> festival or whatever, and then when you need to bypass, you just need to get another mile up the road. To the, <laughs> the fire station. was that the diner you showed me on that hike we took about a month ago? Or yeah, whatever? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look down there. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, it's like somewhere over there. I was like, oh, sounds delicious. Now, if you get some French toast and some bacon, and you then you go downhill better, so you feel real fast. So that part's heavier. terrifying to me. Oh really? When you were telling me Joe was going like seventy miles miles an hour downhill, and oh, I'm not no. saying I'm going to do that. Jo- Joe's friend was going seventy. Joe's miles friend hit seventy. I, yeah. Ouch. I, man, it's um. So you maxed out at something 63. like sixty three. Sixty three. I think in the Dead Dog Classic, um, bunch of years ago, I hit sixty. It's when I saw sixty one on the bike computer. I was like, ah, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess jumping off this at in my underwear at, you know, 40 miles an hour versus 60. It's just one extra tomahawk movement or whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like fair enough. Like it, it, the, the results would be the yeah. same. Like it's just, it's it, uh, above Skin a certain graph. speed. It's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. That's all I think um, is like, I mean, this is going to, if I just tip over at this point, I'm yeah. be, and I, and I, let's say I land perfectly. Like I roll into it. I'm still going to need a skin graph on like 40% of my body. <laughs> Man. Is you, it's just a fucking cheese shredder. Yeah. 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 And I mean, but, and that's if you stay on the pavement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you, cool. you know, if you eat it going in, you know, in a corner and you, I mean, and there's a guardrail or there's a drop off or there's, cause you're only going 60 miles an hour if it's downhill. So clearly there's, you know, that's the only way to sort of achieve that speed. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you leave the, uh, <clears throat> the road, Oh, hit a tree. Even if dead. even if you like go down at sixty, scrub twenty miles an hour on the pavement before leaving the road, you're still gonna get fucked. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I was just thinking that coupled with a bleeding disorder, I'm probably dead. Right. Oh, e- either right. way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that is terrifying, but also kind of the attraction. So basically, <laughs> what what would you'd need to have in your jersey pocket is some aerosol quick clot. Yeah, yeah. Like just, oh, yeah. Just pour it on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Dust that powder all over you. Just wait. Okay, I think I'm good. Yeah. Uh, there was a time we were uh, riding in Bulgaria. Um, we'd go do this, uh, that climb off to the right. What was that called? It wasn't Vitosha. Vitosha is the left. This one was up to that tower. Had a couple switchbacks. It was the. It was like the 45-minute climb that we would do. And I you would go take the Strava that. award, and then I would go steal it, and right. then you would get it. Um, I thought that was Vitosha. 
What's the name of that mountain? Well, Vitosha went to the left. And then the, uh, we called this something else. It was like up to the tower or something. Okay. Um, whatever it was. And I remember coming down. We would fucking. Oh, yeah. We would haul ass down that thing. And first of all, the traffic in Bulgaria, there's really no rules. It's just like ho- horse carts and they don't take care of the roads. So it was idiotic in the first place. But I remember. You could find a pothole that would eat your entire front wheel. Yeah. If yeah. you went looking. <laughs> in this day, there was like lots of contrast shade. Like it was near oh, sundown. Yeah. And it's really hard to see. And there was cars coming on the wrong side of the traffic. And we were going on the wrong side to go around them at like 55 miles an hour. And I remember thinking like, what, what's the consequence to this? It was like, oh, if I fall, break something, I'll end up, okay, I could probably be in a hospital in Bulgaria. That's not good. And I was like, yeah, not worth it. And I just started like slowing <laughs> down. It's just like had this like check in with myself about like yeah this risk why am i doing this yeah not, not worth it not worth it for no reason but um yeah i just loved it when the car somebody would like there's too many cars in the street i'm just gonna drive on the sidewalk <laughs> totally acceptable <laughs> so, uh, it totally is but there and, is some and that was a, like that, that wasn't a person on a bicycle saying there's too many cars in the street yeah I'm it was a on the person in a car that was a person in a car no yeah. that was a guy in a horse cart yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah he was part of the problem in the street yeah. actually uh, there there is some stuff with risk that i think it is worth like it is worth risking going long because the risk is that you i mean is mostly an ego one you have to call for a cab which is hilarious oh man when you broke your wheel oh what, yeah uh, and got the 70 euro fucking cab oh, ride God or whatever it was too. back Oh, we were like we were. three and a half hours out and then I broke a wheel and there's no fix for that. Right. You're just like, oh, well, have fun, Mark. I'm getting a cab. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker got in a cab and rolled away and I was just like, I got to get back on my own now. <laughs> like, shit. My, like the, you know, half the engine that, you know, dragged me out here in the wind is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That, the hardest thing was to get a cab out there. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I don't speak Bulgarian and nobody out in that far speaks English. So you had to be like, we had to negotiate that for a while. So we ended up getting back about the same time because he took off. <laughs> I waited for the cab that I didn't know whether it was going to show up or not. And then we ended up. There was yeah. some, some fucking good time. That doesn't happen in a gym. No. You would have just broke a bumper plate, took it off and put another one on there. Yeah. And that, like, <laughs> I mean, maybe this is how you learn how to take care of yourself. Uh, like there's no shit. And that, I mean, I... I felt that last night when we went for this little, uh, Aaron and I went for a little backpacking trip, tried to do an overnight up in one of these yeah, canyons. Happy anniversary, by the way. Oh, thank you. Indeed. Um, <laughs> you made it. Yeah, we made it. Five years. Eight total. But. Now now the struggle begins, I hear. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the, the weird part. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. I think we fast forwarded the weird part when we went through all this like traveling and shit. So uh, we'll good, probably be over it. But. Good, uh, good pressure cooker. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling together. Well, Aaron and I were hiking last night, and we needed to make it like about five and a half, six miles up this canyon, and it was a lot steeper than I remember it being, <laughs> or I'm a lot more out of shape, or that backpack is a lot heavier than I accounted for. And we were both like, we're really fucking slow. Like, we have not hiked for a really long time, and we were like, we're really bad at this. Did Aaron show you her 12 abs and call herself fat again? Yeah, probably. Yeah. She, that's her. Ah, yeah. oh, man, I really just need to lean out again. What was her quote the other day? She was like, just because I have abs doesn't mean I'm not fat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's a bunch of dudes 
walking around that should be saying stuff like that. That's exactly yeah. what I said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Ronnie so, Coleman was my first thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Some That's a turtle shell stomach. Yeah. Is that what we call it? Um, so we got up there in time and it was great. We had like, everything was fine. I was sweating like a pig because uh, we left it like, you know, late afternoon ish. Um, and then I got a hatchet. West facing Canyon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Got a hatchet wound to the fucking hand, and I, I like which sounds a lot cooler than it is. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not very fun. Like it went, it went pretty deep, pretty fast. And I was like, oh, cool. Then I have to stop the bleeding. And I remember, like, the only thing I was like, this is really useful actually, because I'm not that far out of, like, I'm far enough out that this is annoying. It was nine o'clock. We'd have to hike out, it, you know, in the dark with a headlamp kind of shit, which is doable. It just gets sketchy. Um, but I remember like, okay, like you go, like I learned how to take care of myself. Like I learned how, okay, I need to clean it, make sure it's clean up in the, like get all the dirt out of it, all that shit. And then just try to stop the bleeding and then it'll hopefully clot and then you'll be okay. And it was like, the only time you get to learn these things are in situations where you, you have to, there's nobody else to like call. I can't like go get stitches somewhere. I can't deal with it. And that is as shitty. It is now to hold my finger up. I can't fucking bend it right now. It's like, ah, it'll be a good lesson. Like, cause now I'll add a couple things to my fucking kit. Yeah. <laughs> cause all I had was athletic tape and fucking toilet paper. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like gets the job done. Oh yeah. yeah it stopped the bleeding. It the, was that terrible. That does then. not a first aid kit make. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I had a knife too, oh. but you saw what I did with that. Yeah. So <laughs> I figure that privilege got taken away from me. Uh, it is a badass knife, by the way. <laughs> and now that I know it cuts flesh nicely. <laughs> This is also why you should never get into a knife fight. Because something like that disabled my entire fucking body. I was like, if I, that was a fight, it would have been like, what the fuck? I got my finger cut and I would have been like, I give up. Can I tap here? Like, so you'll stop. <laughs> yeah, how do we tap? Stop yeah, yeah, stabbing yeah. me. <laughs> stop making me dead. I don't. Anyway, side note off on knife fights because yeah. <laughs> I got in a knife fight with myself and lost. Exactly. <laughs> So your right hand fought your left hand and your left hand lost. Yeah. <laughs> I think circling back a little bit. I was um, going to say, don't like, go full way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, maybe like 10 minutes or something. We were talking about, okay, the, the, the risk um, in sort of any kind of uh, exercise type of thing in terms of turning, you know, t teaching lessons, you were, you were saying that, you know, maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's not. I think it's, I, I think it's the, 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 the consequence, um, often reinforces the lesson, but that, but that, but the existence of the consequence can, depending on your temperament, you know, oh, there's consequences here. I let's just, you know, some people are going to rush towards that, but most people are going to see, oh yeah, there's potential, uh, downside to fucking this up that now I'm going to stay away from. Mm. So I, I, I think, you know, I was because of, um, you know, all of the stuff that, uh, I learned in the mountains and kind of brought back down to the gym. I mean, I thought that risk, you know, that, that, that my old description of the old place and the, especially in the original incarnation was this is a place where something might fall on you or you might fall on something. And so you need to be heads up all mm -hmm. the time. I mean, there was like holes in the floor that you could lose a fucking foot in, um, you know, which is not totally OSHA compliant apparently, but, um, uh, uh, 
so so there's a part of me that thinks the risk is important but i also need but as a you know a trainer someone who is leading others or guiding others through this process um you have to understand when you know what is an appropriate amount of risk and how people you know respond to that to the to the consequence and that's not um immediately obvious i guess well, especially today, because I think everything is so nerf coated. Like a- anything. Would you go nerf coat the spiders on the barbell? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, anything. And uh, the first, I think people's natural reaction when they get hurt somewhere is like, honestly, in our in our culture, is like, who can I sue or who's responsible for? This? Oh yeah, they're instantly a victim. Yeah, the the first response is never, man, I fucked that up, and I remember specifically watching that knife easily like you know how a hot dog splits when it gets warm on the barbecue that's exactly how my finger felt and i was like i just fucked this up and there, there was like the accountability Whose fault who made this <laughs> yeah. knife so sharp <laughs> that kind of shit but i see it the opposite way if somebody trips on something because they're like walking in text messaging they get mad at the thing that they didn't fucking see instead of themselves yeah like, like i just i think your association with making a, an environment where people have to be accountable for their actions is is a noble one because that's something that I think is removed in society where we try to like, you know, the cement should have padding on it or whatever the fuck. Your coffee is hot. Yeah, yeah, that kind of, this, this, God, I mean, if you- Not now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wonder, if, I'm sure there's a warning on here somewhere. Yeah. If there's not- There should be because it was hot as fuck. No, <laughs> Content's hot. And then it's in like 46 languages as well. Oh, right. Perfect. My hot coffee's hot. Thanks, public. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that maybe that's why it's different now. And we see, you know, I also will take accountability for people that move in my space and how they move, right? So if I, people are under my guidance for, you know, moving with a barbell or moving, I will take accountability for them moving poorly and not pulling it. Uh, not pulling a session or making them stop when they're not. And th- this this is, becomes a weird subject because uh, CrossFit gets, you know, harangued all over the fucking place for... Grammar issue, but go ahead. Yeah, what was I, I was looking at you when I said it because it's harangued. <laughs> harangued. Uh, harangued, yeah. Hassled, maybe uh, castigated. Castigated's a good one. Yeah, let's, like let's go with castigate. Yeah. Um, they, when when, you know, somebody is like, doing a shitty movement pattern and they look like a, a salmon that's swimming a, <laughs> upstream fish ladder style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like <laughs> flopping about doing whatever that thing is. And um, if I get far enough up the stream, I'm going to end up in a grizzly bear's mouth, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll make the cover national geographic. So perfect. Uh, so there's that deal where there's so many parallels <laughs> yes. uh, and I'm not saying people can't move because people have to go through this sequence of learning how to move better. And I do think there's something involved with, um, teaching somebody technically testing it in an environment that is intense, watching it fall apart, making notes and how to switch that when you're working technically again, trying to prove it on the next point. Cause I think intensity does teach very good lessons. Um, although it should be mitigated quite a bit. Um, that I think an environment like that where, hey, in this space, we do complex movements and it's on you to learn as much as you possibly can while we are teaching you and absorb that and think about it and practice it even on your own time. 
uh, as well. So you can come in here and so you take responsibility for your own risk management. Right. At a certain point, you know, as a, as a trainee. Right. I mean, the guide can only do so much. And then after that, it's on you. Right. And like I would say in my own, like I got hurt that my head, a technically fucking perfect front squat. Like there, that would not, if you saw a video of it and you saw when it, you know, whatever popped, popped, no one would identify that as a technical issue. It was a muscular contraction issue or I wasn't ready to, you know, contract that hard or whatever the thing is that that is bizarre to me. And it happens. So when I see, you know, technical problems and that risk that's associated with it, I, I think it, it comes hand in hand with the guide. Well, it's personal accountability, but also the guide taking you through that needs some accountability too. like I'm willing to risk a little bit for somebody to test something and then be fully aware of when I need to pull that. But there is no reason that somebody should be rowing like an asshole. Like that is a, a technically easy movement, right? On yeah, and row. load doesn't load doesn't dictate in a rower what form might look like because exactly. there is no additional load for a rower. Right, exactly. And, and so when I see that, I go, okay, that's just. And when I even worse, when I see somebody rowing like shit, I just go, ah, they didn't take the time to learn. But I really fast forward and go, the guy running the session actually didn't take the time to teach them. And even if they're doing a hard, intense workout, you can correct some of those things. But does it, do you think that's a um, sort of a lack of care that results from the fact that there is no risk? Like row with poor technique, you're, you're you know, obviously the output's not going um, oh, you know, to be, you know, close to close to physiological sure. potential. But um, but but there's no consequence. You're not going to hurt yourself. Like, no, no, no. Shitty I'll, go worse, I'll go worse than that. I'll say okay. not only is there no consequence, there's a benefit to looking like you're fucking dying on the rower. No, a social benefit. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, man, look how hard he's working. He's really he's pulling that rower handle up to his forehead. Yeah, you see that chain <laughs> bounce? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. You see how he pulls from like that, you know, that... Uh, uh, fucking rounded back position and he's like he's getting good it's still kind of like that dog shit in a front yard look yeah, yeah like oh he's pulling that like a jefferson curl like <laughs> it looks great <laughs> have you ever seen somebody touch their elbow to their toe while they're rowing <laughs> it's amazing how flexible you can get i there's there's that uh, there's the social thing uh, i don't i mean there's no excuse for it though. You you either have a place where you teach people to execute things or teach them better, and there's a spectrum at which people learn that. Plus, it's just aesthetically displeasing to look at. One hundred. I'm sorry. I like one hundred percent. Like to see a little elegance in the. Gym I was going to say so the, the chain bouncing really bothers you. I say yeah. this: if you have been into a gym where you are paying for technical expertise, not just programming or whatever, if if and you've been there for longer than a year to two years and you have large technical issues, that is a fucking problem. Programming implies um, sort of long-term forecasting, right? I, I think so. Oh, so that's, I think, no, no, I've, like, I've so, re-identified programming. Okay. It's when I tap into the computer randomly and things come out. <laughs> <laughs> MS-DOS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's program. Um, like when I watch a movie and there's a computer programmer trying to like hack a system, he's just typing fast, right? So that's what I do <laughs> when I program for people's exercise selection. 
How fast can I type? <laughs> How quickly can I get this done? Yeah. Get the fuck out. No, I think so you're I right. With it. I, and then I'll even go back and say, like, there's a hierarchy for programming. Like, n- nobody in their first year of learning how to exercise or using a gym as a complementary movement to a real sport, there is no reason for them to actually have a program written out ahead of time because no one could possibly know that. There's no way yeah. somebody goes from not being in the gym to then being in the gym one to two days a week learning to support something. And let's say in the, in the highest level, they're an elite athlete and they want to use the gym to support them. You have no idea how they're going to respond. Please don't write a four to six to six month long uh, training program that shows that they're going to progress on this linear path. You just have no idea. right? And therefore, um, a lot of people jump to the uh, meta view of these programming things as opposed to looking at how do we teach an exercise? And then after we learn how to do an exercise, we can learn how to put a couple of those exercises into uh, a combination of exercises. That would be a workout. And after we see how they respond to a workout after a couple weeks, we can then take a couple of those and put them back to back to show them how they would progress in a program. I don't, there's not a lot of people that think that basically about it. They're like, here's your 12 week program. Yeah. Or I laid out your next year. How the fuck did you do that? <laughs> well, I'm going to Hawaii in June, so I can't do that squat program. <laughs> you as the coach are going to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah, to Hawaii yeah, in yeah. June, so you need to, you know, for that month, I I, pr- I know it's three months away, but I just bought the ticket, so I just programmed for <laughs> you to follow that thing while I'm gone. I mean, we laid out a skeleton for Alex the other day, and my first thought was, can't wait to throw this away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like she obviously has other coaching for weightlifting, but mm-hmm. it's like the parameters are great. We didn't go that in depth. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, we should do this. And it's like, okay, like, you know, she'll probably get some sort of tweak or strain mm-hmm. or something here. Or like maybe this will end up being she too gets much. That in, she gets that in July. Yeah. I, I marked that. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay, yeah, 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 the that. injury so. happens in July and then we'll have to account for that. <laughs> or maybe it's like, oh, this is going much better than expected. Right. We can accelerate this or like, so the skeleton's great. But you can't have it to where you're like, oh, this is how it has to be. Yeah, This is your next year, period. So to try to explain to people what we were going for. Uh, so she wanted to add some versatility to her program. At the, that's it. Like She's yeah, still going she to be a competitive weightlifter, but she wants to be able to hike and, and breathe hard and do a couple of like different kind of workouts to make the gym fun again. That is the only goal, which means also that it doesn't fucking matter because if you program something ahead of time, you've already taken the fucking fun out right. of it in my eyes. So so the, the skeleton was like, so I could look from afar what needed to happen when. So, okay, here's your meet in this month. And then this is how many weeks we have. Right. It was about as basic. Totally. Oh, as, here's, as where, you can get. here's where she'll taper. Here's where she can't do other stuff. We need at least a month to get her up to speed. Cool. We have like four weeks where she can do some fun stuff. If we're smart right. and on the day you go, how do you feel? Okay. Do this instead. That, that's how I look at yeah, it. Yeah. That's exactly how I looked at it. Okay. No, we never I wasn't worked. saying it was bad. I was just no. saying like just with experience and programming, it's like, all right, this is a great idea. Yeah, Something's yeah. going to happen to where yeah. this idea is going to get thrown away 100%. and we're going to start all over. No, I, I so you, totally agree. So if, you, if you're looking at it like that, like I can't wait to throw this away, that means you were, you were all you were was too precise, like too detailed, too far out. Yeah, and I think we're about as unprecise as possible, but just knowing <laughs> human nature, you know, she's going to have a competition. Mm-hmm. She's going to have a photo shoot come up. She might get hurt. 
or like maybe we weren't precise enough and it's going to be too easy and she wants to do more or mm-hmm. I, I just think like trying to write down for what somebody's going to do in the next three months. Oh, it's hard enough to write down what they're going to do in the next 30 minutes. Yeah. That it's, it's a great idea in theory and it could, it's going to work. You can the, write down what they're going to do in the next 30 minutes after those 30 minutes have passed. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty oh, much. This would have been a better idea <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But. Or, yeah, yeah. Does, I was just kind of like, if we can throw away something that's not as precise as most people, you know, do this one year grandiose plan of, you know, oh, yeah. this six months is this and this six weeks is this. And it's like, it's, you just can't predict that. I don't care I, what, what no. you know or what you think or who oh, you're the worst is, is when the culture of like, quote unquote, coaching doubles down. They like they'll they'll double down on their bro. Well, I programmed this, and they'll excuse everything. You're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be there, and you're like, man, you're forgetting that one really important part to coaching somebody, which is the somebody. Yeah. And their reaction to the thing that you gave them. The important part is not the thing that you gave them, but you understanding what their reaction is. And you you can't plan that. You have no idea. And if you could, Nosferatu, like or fucking, oh god, that's a Dracula or fucking vampire. Yeah. Who's the goddamn whatever fortune teller? I lost I, it. I, yeah. Now you, all I can think about is that machine from. Uh, oh, from Big. Yes. Starts with the Z. Oh well. Anyway, <laughs> it'll be in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Rabbit hole. Um, if, Good luck finding that. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're on the show. The show notes. notes will be along with the deadlift prescription and how to bench yeah. press. Will be at Ada Dick. <laughs> whatever. Can you imagine if we actually pumped out some bench pressing technique stuff and hosted it at adadick.today <laughs> there'd have to be a good visual with somebody benching and like and a spotting. spotter behind yeah, yeah, yeah. them yeah. It, why yes yeah so yeah, yeah with, with a with a, a little ranger t- panties on or you know whatever we could be you know gender neutral and there could be you know we could be fair and we could call it um teabagging <laughs> or we could call it clam stamping is what aaron's calls it <laughs> <laughs> The spotter for the bench. A to genitalia.com. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And we're, yeah. Sorry. 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 Right into the gutter, and, which is <laughs> really comfortable just, for us. It, I know. Okay, just as welcoming as it ever was. Yeah. <laughs> we will have to do something. I just wanted that. to keep it neutral. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I, I really, well, yeah. Seeing after what happened to Russell, I mean, you got to be really careful with your pronouns. You got to be careful with. Your hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it public. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm just. I, I, I would have told. I, I'm sorry. Let me. Yeah. I, yeah. I got a question. Uh-huh. I've seen a bunch of people win various races and competitions for Jesus. Yeah. No one ever loses. No one ever blames the man when they don't when they underperform why is that that was him just placing a challenge in no, front of them that i got they it send it because <laughs> man was made in god's image yeah and man can't be accountable so how would god be accountable <laughs> that seems like a pretty good place to stop this podcast because <laughs> as far as i can tell no one wants to be accountable for anything <laughs> <laughs> I, I like ending there. We talked about fitness, guys. Congratulations. I'm proud of you, Mark. 
must have been that training camp. Man, yeah, I'm I'm fully Jones for some fitness. Let's these get days. out there and deadlift, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Like you, uh, spider factor of one. <laughs> yeah, that's enough for me to. Like, I'm, going, I'm going with the little yeah. handheld vacuum cleaner. I'll clean off a bar, and <laughs> I won't put any weight on the bar. Spray it with bug spray. Yeah, <laughs> there's a dog hair joke in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that I can roll around in, in it and get it on me, or I just ride in the back seat of Michael's car. Yeah, you'll get enough. I'll and I'll get it. I got, I got Lambert all yeah. over. Yeah, he's exhausted, by the way. Oh, I bet. Oh, did he go for a little hike last oh, night? Oh, yeah. As well? Oh, he came. Yeah. He was nice. terrified at night. He was just was he? like, is, which terrified Aaron, which was like, guys, there's nothing out here. Like, so he, so he didn't sleep. He's just like no, he up was all just night, up, yeah. ready to defend. No, his human. not no. ready not to hide. Yeah, yeah, ready to hide. <laughs> ready to, hide. Ready, to yeah. ready to like tell us that there's something and then and run then away in the opposite direction. Burrow deep inside your sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad, bear, bye, yeah, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, there's a bigger animal than me. I'm gonna get out of the way and let you take care of it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think his defense mechanism was. That's yeah. pretty. That's pretty good. Um, so Keegan, where's this? Where's this bike thing gonna? Like, do you have a? Do, do, I, did, so, did, did you establish a, a three month goal and and programming your, on the assault your, bike? I was like, there? where's your bike programming? <laughs> I know. I thought I you meant trying to buy a bike. And it, I was going to say, well, I look online every day and they're still too expensive. Yeah, the yeah. prices have not dropped enough for me to purchase one yet. What do you think would influence that? Buying a bike? No, influence the prices dropping. Like if you're watching it like the market, are I you would, looking well, for Well, it's like, kind of like looking in the refrigerator when you're like, oh, there's no food. And five minutes later, you're like, oh, no, there's still no food. Oh, right. I, think right. I just keep yeah. doing, going through that pattern. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Until I decide to just do something stupid enough. Do you know what I'm sucks? So, so when you, know, you go to sell a bike, they're really cheap for some reason. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can get the best deals while you have a bike. But when you're looking for a bike never a good deal. there's never a good deal so i got some bike programming that i you know that i used on like bike racers in the past and that's the what you're you know talking about is really the same thing i can just like yeah um, just just I'll email just, it to me and i'll just follow I'll just, it i'll just cross out <laughs> <laughs> michael crossed out yeah, keegan keegan here's your programming for <laughs> i guarantee it'll start with a 20 minute power test yeah yeah or 10 miles whichever you want to do oh you give them a choice I make him do it on the trainer so it's harder. No music. <laughs> Facing the wall. Sensory deprivation. You got to feel your legs if you want it. How bad do you want it? You want to win? I don't want to win anything anymore. <laughs> so the, well, you the did just win. The, you won the loser award. <laughs> the, Damn it. <laughs> the beautiful thing about like offering someone who's never done it before, mm. you can do a 20-minute test or a 10-mile test. People are just like, yeah, I want to do the 10 miles. Same thing. Because it's a smaller number. No. no. <laughs> it's, it's actually a bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, if you can hit uh, 10 miles in 20 minutes, you're, uh, you're moving out. After it came Fly. out of my mouth, I was like, that's probably tough. Yeah. It's not too far. Well, so yeah, if, you're, so if you're on the top end of power, like, so if you do a flat TT outside, you can hold, like, the best guy, not the best, we'll say the best locally, will hold about 30 miles an hour. Um, my average is 27.9. How does that equate to Watts on an assault bike? Um, that would be the equivalent. <laughs> now th this would, so my wattage for that time trial, that, that was a, that was a 15 K I think. 
my wattage for that was 378 average. That was like one of the highest ones that I put out. Um, so close to 516. It's doable. Yeah. yeah power on. Except you also got to take into fact. Wait, so how are you getting from uh, power on the bike to the equivalent on the. Removing some arm value. And at, like, so it's off by about 100 watts, and then the arm value is about 75 watts. Is that an OPEX algorithm you're using? <laughs> no. It's, oh, okay. It's my guess from actually doing shit. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> As in, I've done 30 minute time trials on the, air, uh, the assault bike, and I've done time trials on the bike, and this is what they feel like relatively. Um, the harder part, well, I think it's harder on a bike because in order to hit that speed, you need the aerodynamic part of it, which means you're in a really uncomfortable position. It's really hard to breathe. I feel like I'm pretty aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say so. <laughs> it's the hair. It's like, yeah, you right. tie it back. Tie, you tie it in back. a low ponytail and I'll be good. Yeah. I'm just going to get you a gravel bike and an aero helmet and just be like, <laughs> good luck. Um, for that pair for the, of cutoff jeans <laughs> <laughs> can i wear my birkenstocks <laughs> yeah yeah all right keegan i gotta say that you know i was wearing some loafers the other day my feet were kind of hot and i saw you rock it rock the birkenstocks in and i'm like fuck i can get away if he can get away with that i'm totally <laughs> wearing them today, right? I'm, yeah. I'm wearing them today yeah and now i'm barefoot yeah <laughs> nice hippie <laughs> did you come in here barefoot no there's glass in the parking lot <laughs> just in that one spot by where your truck was parked that one time <laughs> i love the sound of broken glass going into a shop bag <laughs> it's almost like a slot machine it's like you won the lottery except you have to pay money yeah and you're missing a pair of oakley's and a credit card it's the reverse lottery, yeah, the reverse lottery. <laughs> the reverse. and then three months later i had to get a new window put in because it fell down Oh, did, did well, I didn't need to get a new window, but I had to get the new guts to oh, the right. door for the window to hold up the actual window. It's the gift that keeps on yeah, giving. It sure is. <laughs> I fucking love Salt Lake City. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> as we just sold tourism. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please come here. We like breaking into cars and. Uh, we enjoy ex expired credit cards. Hiking with hatchet wounds. <laughs> Seems, that sounds really derogative. Uh, you said <laughs> hatchet, I just went to canoeing. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much of that going on here. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Hey, I just, I, you know, somebody sent me an article the other day that <laughs> had that reference in it. And I was like, it's texted back. I love canoeing, you know, the, 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 the water, the calm, the, the wind parting my hair <laughs> <laughs> and on that note let's shut it down before we get ourselves in serious trouble <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get fired or yeah, anything exactly from our unemployment <laughs> <laughs> hashtag you now have to get a job gainfully unemployed nice. <laughs> gentlemen thank you thank um, you for not taking this too seriously <laughs>